Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the latest episode of Swift Bites, a weekly see Jurassic Right podcast series where I cover what's happening in the universe of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, dinosaurs, science, and more. This week, we learn that Jurassic World Dominion has scaled back its malta shoot due to COVID-19 concerns. A brand new exhibit featuring a diverse lineup of women in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math opens in New York City. And Jurassic World gets a special DLC in Minecraft. That's a video game. All these bites and more. Hold on to your butts right now. Hey everybody, it's Steve Ray Morris. This one's coming to you a little bit late this week, but that's because, and I hope you've been enjoying my Jurassic World Dominion breakdown with Brad Jost, the host of the Jurassic Park podcast. If you haven't checked out that podcast, obviously go and check it out and go check out our episode together, the Park Experts episode where we we really like went, it felt like we were going line by line with every bit of news, casting, characters, locations and everything. And before we get into uh, a little bit of Jurassic World Dominion news that kind of changes some of our... It, eh, it doesn't really change anything from that episode, but it, it I'm curious to see how they're going to approach it going forward. But uh, again, first off, I wanted to say how oddly moved I was recently when the Universal Studios Hollywood Twitter this week 
tweeted a Spotify mix of music that they normally have playing at the lower lot. So if you're unfamiliar with Universal Studios Hollywood, it's broken up into two tiers, one at the top of the hill in Studio City and one at the bottom. And at the bottom of the hill is where they have the Jurassic Park ride, now the Jurassic World ride, Transformers, and the Mummy. And yeah, to me, the lower lot is my favorite. It has my favorite rides. Yes, Harry Potter World is great. And, you know, the Waterworld show. But truly, when I go to Universal Studios, it's the lower lot where I hang out. And so just the idea that we could just listen to the mix of like the lower lot music or just sort of the themes and stuff generally uh, on Spotify was like, I was like, Oh God, I really miss universal studios. And yeah, I mean, especially with all the TBTs popping up in my feed, because last summer, I think Brennan and I, AKA Beaksles, AKA Bonnie puns. And I spent, I think every week at universal studios, we hung out with Abigail Irvin Penner, who does all the amazing art for this podcast, Tim Piper over at collect Jurassic, Courtney James Clark, who played the Mosasaurus announcer, and just so many people. We just got together the Jurassic World ride premiere. Yeah, last summer was truly, I mean, I've had my past now for a few years, but that, I mean, again, just compared to this summer where we're just all home. Yeah, I was definitely feeling nostalgic and a little, I was, I was definitely feeling it. And yeah, really shout out to Universal Studios Hollywood Twitter for doing stuff like that. They've been sharing tiki drinks and they've, they've really been on their A game as far as like a brand or a company goes or, you know, theme park goes as far as running the social media. It's kind of the, the flip side to the Jurassic Park to go account in that, uh, I feel like if you really miss Universal Studios Hollywood, I think they're doing a great, they're doing great work over there, kind of keeping the, keeping the dream alive, I guess. So anyway, I wanted to get that out of the way, but let's go back into Jurassic World Dominion. Again, this is an article from Deadline. Jurassic World Dominion scales back Malta shoot after country sees surge in COVID-19 infections. As I mentioned, I actually did an insert in the Brad Jost episode about this news, just to give it a little more just so you knew that we knew because there was a bit of discussion about the Malta set. But again, thinking like looking at it, I don't think it's really going to affect the film as much, but who knows? Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but yeah. So the main takeaway from the article is they're scaling back the shoot there to only being second unit. And so, uh, you know, to quote from Andreas Weissman's article, Jurassic World Dominion is still on course to shoot in Malta from the end of from now until the end of the month, but will scale back its presence due to the rising number of COVID-19 infections on the island. Stars Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Sam Neill will be among those no longer traveling to the country. A uh, Universal spokesman told us Jurassic World Dominion will have a significant presence in Malta with a second unit crew shooting there from the end of August through September. Oh yeah, from the end, from the end of the month. Anyway, in We'll have a significant presence in Malta with a second unit crew shooting there from the end of August through September. Working with an abundance of caution as we have done throughout this production, first unit will no longer shoot in Malta to keep our presence on the ground a minimum. We'd like to thank the Maltese government and film commission for all their support, and we look forward to a successful shoot in this beautiful country. So if I could break it down really quickly, I think that's because, you know, again, just to, to you know, jump off the uh, the episode that Brad and I just did, I think it just means that essentially exteriors and sort of moments that don't really require the actors to be there. So to me, it almost seems like Malta was going to have outdoor locations and then anything kind of big or important was probably going to be done indoors because I can just see them now at this point, maybe getting 
like extras or not extras, but like stand-ins and doubles to maybe do any kind of outdoory kind of scenes. Or it could be a thing where they are literally just shooting plates and then, you know, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Neill will maybe shoot their stuff on a green screen. Or maybe for those close-ups, they'll shoot in a similar looking location or set. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly don't, th- I mean, you know, it's going to be, it. Uh, personally for me, I kind of don't want to be that person that's going to sit there and watch the movie and be like, oh, you know, that because the fact is every movie is shot this way, you know, where, you know, in the same scene could be like five or six different locations. I mean, my favorite example of this is from Lord of the Rings, where in Return of the King, they the stairs, like parts of the stairs and some of the sequence from the, the stairs of Kirith Ungol were shot over the course of like five years. And like some, some parts of it were shot in a squash court when they, you know, needed something to film when it was flooding and raining and stuff. So they couldn't film outside. And some scenes were shot back at, in Wellington, uh, you know, at Weta and some stuff was shot like, you know, on a set. And so I, I try not to get too, I, I try not to get too worked up about like those logistics. It's like, they know what they're doing and they figured out a plan so that they can still have mo- like, they're not going to rewrite the entire script around this. This just might change some of the staging really for some shots, which is what I think, you know, maybe instead of like some, you know, something where you see, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt and Sam Neill, like walking up to a building, you know, and then having some sort of discussion, you know, outside the building, maybe it's like, the camera, you know, zooms by them and they're kind of, you know, from the back of their heads or, you know, or face replacement or something like that. And then maybe some important discussion now takes place in a little bit of a a different place um, so that they don't have to film outside of this cool old castle or whatever. And they, or they just recreate it on a set or something. So I don't know. I'm not really too worried about it. Um, Again, you know, my attitude, which is, I don't normally, I don't, I never like reporting bad news or whatever, but this isn't really bad news. If anything, it shows that Universal are taking steps to ensure that, you know, they're not putting a bunch of people who are, who are not from Malta into the country on the ground with the possibility of spreading COVID or anything like that. So I I think overall, it's probably a net positive. So uh, yeah, that's about it for that. And I wanted to... I wanted to jump in with this really great story. The hashtag if then she can pop up exhibit debuts at W uh, WCS's Central Park Zoo. So this is really rad. So it's basically an exhibit honoring and showcasing women in STEM, diverse women in STEM at the Central Park Zoo. And these are these really dope 3D printed statues showcasing a bunch of amazing women scientists because again, you know, like any field, uh, white dudes have been trampling all over it for so long. But true, there's been women throughout history doing amazing things in science. Come on, Marie Curie, Mary Anning. So yeah, this article is from the WCS. WCS stands for the Wildlife Conservancy Society. And so this article as oh it's a press release so there's no author um it's no secret that women are grossly underrepresented in stem careers especially women of color designed to activate a cultural shift among young girls and inspire the next generation of stem pioneers lydia hill philanthropies if then initiative has created hashtag if then she can the exhibit a new monument a new monumental 3d printed display of 122 female statues the most women ever assembled 
the most women statues ever assembled in one location at one time, featuring contemporary women of all ages and backgrounds who currently work in a variety of STEM careers. The 3D statue exhibit was originally scheduled to open earlier this year. So while COVID delayed the launch of the full exhibit, they have basically arranged for six statues that are currently now on display at the Central Park Zoo in New York City. And they're basically starting now from when I'm posting this episode or a couple days ago, I should say to October. So this is really rad. And how I learned about this was because I follow Erin McGee, who I mentioned in last week's episode, um, find that lizard. She's an amazing herpetologist. She is one of the statues, one of the six statues that are now on display um, in New York city, as well as Ray Wynn Grant, who is a large carnivore ecologist who I also follow on Twitter. Um, well, I've now followed everyone on Twitter, but those were the two, two scientists that I was originally following and how I found out about this article. Again, science Twitter is awesome and everyone should be following scientists on Twitter. Uh, but also included in this is Christine Inman, who's a wildlife bio- biologist, Dorothy Tover. Um, she's over at Stanford and she's a microbiologist focused on bat and human zoonotic disease transmission. Jess Cramp is a shark researcher and marine conservative conservationist. Thank you. And, Kristen Lear is a bat conservationist. So this is a really great group of folks. Um, and yeah, I just, if you're in New York city, please go to this and take photos and, and post, uh, you know, post in the Facebook group or just online tag me in it because it just seems super dope. These statues look super cool. They're like bright orange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely follow. I'll put a link to all these, uh, ologists to use Allie's word. And Aaron McGee was on Ologies, by the way. So listen to that episode as well, too. But yeah, I'll link to this article and then I'll link, I believe most of them are, I think maybe two of these scientists are on Twitter, if I remember correctly, but I'll link to them to check out their work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Work so. All right, we're blazing through our news stories this week. <laughs> and now we're getting to... I never thought I would post about Minecraft, post a podcast about Minecraft. Minecraft welcomes Jurassic World. Guys, we're, we got another Jurassic video game. I put air quotes. It's it's for real. And so I've never played Minecraft because I'm in my 30s. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't, it's, I mean, Minecraft, the con, I mean, it's basically Legos in a video game form and 
I'm actually really happy that I got a chance to finally play this game uh, because of Jurassic. And yeah, so I downloaded it. My big question, because everybody kept saying Windows 10, and I was like, I finally, oh, because Tom Jurassic posted about it. And I was like, hey, is this darn thing for the Switch? And he said, yes. So I went, and the thing is, if you have, and I'm sure it's the same for any place where you play it, it seems like it's available for all platforms, except for probably like Sega Genesis and GameCube and, you know, an Atari Lynx. You're probably not going to find it on those systems. But, you know, your PS4, your Xbox, your, you know, Windows 10, um, and again, Nintendo Switch, you basically have to buy the game, Minecraft itself. On Nintendo Switch, I think it was like 30 bucks. And then the DLC, the, the like Jurassic World sort of, game within the Minecraft game. Oh God, I sound sound so old. Um, is, uh, it's like 10 bucks. So yeah, I played it. I've been playing it. I played it a little bit more tonight. I, I don't really know what I'm doing and I almost, and I feel like I've noticed a lot of YouTubers like gaming beaver and best in slot. And, uh, also as well as Clayton Fioriti, they've all been playing the the Jurassic Minecraft, and it's like uh, none of us are, have ever played Minecraft before, and we're trying to like figure out how to get it to work. Um, but what's really cool is that at least if you start playing it, you can sort of enjoy going through the. F- it's a fully fledged Jurassic World theme park. You have the monorail that takes you into the park. You have Main Street. You have Rexy in there. You have you know, the, the, the petting zoo, you have got Gallimimus Valley. Then you can even like go to dig sites and stuff. Cause the actual game part of it is like, you get to make dinosaurs and things like that. So far, I've kind of just been exploring. And then, <laughs> and then tonight I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to figure out the stuff I can't. So I accidentally let Rexy out. And then I realized you could, then I killed people with a pickaxe. And then I just jumped into the Mosasaurus tank and drowned. So yeah, I'm. If anybody knows of any good Minecraft tutorials, please let me know. I do want to actually figure this game out because it just is very kind of nice and relaxing to sort of just per, you know, just jump around in the park and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely still just trying to f- get my sea legs, uh, my park legs. But I mean, apparently you can meet blue and you can do all sorts of things in this game. So, cause even in this picture, in this article, I just grabbed the press release from the Minecraft website. You can see Lowry, you can see Ian Malcolm, you can see Nedry, even like compies blue, the Indoraptor. So, I mean, it's really cool because if this is just a DLC, it seems really robust for the price. So I think if you already have a switch, you have any of these systems, I think it's worth getting. I think, you know, I mean, you know, you might not end up playing the entire Minecraft, but maybe you will. I don't know. It, I'm, I'm, it seems like very chill so far. So I, I think I'm down to keep exploring, but uh, let me know if you've been playing this game at all and how you're faring in the world of Minecraft. Um, yeah. All right. Like, wow. This is a very quick episode this week, but it is also very late on a Saturday and I still, you know, even, even in weeks where there isn't like, you know, set photos from Dominion, there's still so much great news out there. And, you know, it's been nice to hear some feedback and things like that. And so I'm just going to, there's going to be a really cool trailer for a series that I'm doing in September for Sea Jurassic, right? I'm just going to say it now. And if you've been wanting more dinosaur news, I think for the month of September, I'm going to be making sure to include a lot more dinosaur news because it'll go along with the interviews that I've been conducting 
for this special series I'm doing in September, and the trailer is dropping on Monday. So I'm just going to get that out of the way now and be on the lookout for that. And just there's, I mean, there's also, a lot, I mean, there's been a lot going on with some other things as well, too. Um, I was on the Play Comics podcast. I was so honored to be on their 100th episode. Chris is a super great guy, and we had a blast chatting about the Not Your Dad's Dinosaur franchise. And this is called, um, if you're not familiar, it's called Dinosaurs for Hire. And it was a comic book, and then it was a video game. And the original comic was in the 80s, and it was really kind of, it actually was more of what I would say, a riff on Ninja Turtles, but almost like a more like a Duke Nukem, like a immature Deadpool version of uh, of Ninja Turtles, but with dinosaurs. And then around the time Jurassic Park came out, they made a video game for Sega Genesis uh, that I played. It was really super fun. I actually think it was more fun than the Jurassic Park Sega game, and I grew up with that. And but it's but the Dinosaur Party game is very repetitive though, so I don't know. Take your take your bets. If you'd rather more variety but not as fun, or less variety but more, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I will put a link to that. And it was a super fun fun time to chat with Chris. And the Play Comics podcast is really fun, so definitely check out other episodes. Um, Chris from the Redo was on an episode um, a while back, um, so check that one out as well too. And again, another reminder that uh, to check out the episode I did with Brad. Brad is such a cool guy. It really felt like doing that episode with him almost felt like we were kids again. Like the kind of sleepovers I would have in sixth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, where we'd you know play in 64 and drink Mountain Dew and Pepsi and eat pizza. And, you know, it just felt like I was a kid again getting a chat with him. So it was a blast. And you know, he does a lot of like live chats when like news comes. So follow the Dress Correct podcast on Twitter because they're always, he's always updating and, you know, and especially during these pandemic times where everyone's schedule is a little wonky, you know, if you have, you know, he might be like, oh, cool, I'm going to talk about this news. And it's like in the middle of the day and you can just jump on and have a fun chat uh, with the Dress Park podcast crew. So again, I'll put links to that in the show notes. And, ooh, um, also, Blanche, uh, she let me know that the Hollywood Jane Review is back with Jurassic Peak. So if you don't know Jurassic Peak, it is an amazing Jurassic burlesque show. And I got to attend a couple years ago, and I interviewed Blanche and the whole crew, or a few of the crew, I should say, uh, about Jurassic burlesque. And it's really rad. They're doing a virtual show. It's on October 13th at 8 p.m. Again, Again, as always, link in the show notes. I feel like I'm a YouTuber. but uh, And I'll also link to the original interview that was back in season one of See Jurassic Right. And yeah, I'm so glad they're doing the show again. Because yeah, they, they only do these shows. They've also done like a Back to the Future show and some other things. Like they don't do this that often. So really get on it uh, when you got the chance. So it's a virtual show. It's October 13th at 8 p.m. Jurassic Peak. I'll put a link And you should definitely go. You should definitely watch at home. And yeah, that's... Oh, I wanted to ask one thing for everybody. I wanted to ask one thing. Uh, Would y'all be interested in a Sea Jurassic live show over Zoom? Speaking of shows, uh, I was just thinking about it the other day. Again, getting, getting nostalgic, emotional for Universal Studios and playing the music. I think it'd be fun, whether it's an interview or more of a hang. We can play some games, do trivia night again or something like that. Let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. 
And yeah, let me know if there's any news I missed this week. As always, I love to hear your thoughts. See Jurassic Right Podcast. Facebook group is usually where I'm posting kind of the first, you know, wave of asks or news or thoughts. So definitely join the Facebook group. But as always, you can, you know, hit me up on Twitter at SJRPod or Stephen Ray Morris um, and Instagram at See Jurassic Right or Stephen Ray Morris. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited about September. Be on the lookout for that trailer dropping Monday. And yeah, let me know what you think. I will talk to you very soon. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.